You are listening to the Prepared Patient Podcast with Dr. Jennifer Genty, where we discuss what it really takes to heal your body with the simple tools, resources, and mindset to get you there. I am determined to show you the reality of navigating the medical space as a patient, caregiver, and loved one so you can be empowered and take back the most precious and important asset of your life, which is your health. Let's get ready, comfortable, and get started. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have a special podcast for you today. We will be talking about medications. I've gotten so many requests and questions about my philosophy and thought process and beliefs about medications. And today, I'm going to put all of that to rest. Because when people hear functional medicine practitioners, they think that we are against medication. And yes, granted, there are some doctors out there that are completely against medications, but I am not one of them. I repeat, I am not against medications. Wow, Dr. Gen Z, what? Yes. I know, I've done many podcasts, Facebook Lives, IGs, talking about how bad medications are. But what I failed to state is that I myself will recommend medications in state of emergency. As a matter of fact, I prescribed a Z-Pack and prednisone to a patient who had really severe symptoms, chest congestion, wheezing, coughing, caught a virus out there. And I did not want the patient to go to an urgent care or emergency room and wait for hours. So I prescribed a prednisone only for three days and also a Z-Pack as needed. Fortunately, the prednisone, after two days of taking the prednisone, she didn't need the Z-Pack which is really, really good. The cough, the wheezing went away, she felt great, and now we are working on building her immune system. So that is how I use medications, but let's talk about it. What do I think, what is my belief about medications? Do I really hate medications? The answer is no, I don't. I still maintain all my licenses in the conventional world that I need to prescribe controlled substance medications, because again, my job as a functional medicine doctor is to make sure that my patient is safe, they are and when you work with a doctor like myself, you don't really need to go to your primary care doctor because I can do exactly what they do. So let's dig into it. Let's talk about medications. That's exciting. So before we get started, let's just talk about what is medication. I googled it and according to all the online dictionary, a medication is a treatment using drugs. A medication is a treatment using drugs, illegal drugs. That's what medication is. For me, medication is a combination of chemical substances put together to give somebody maintain or to numb their symptoms. That's my personal definition of medication. Because if you think about medication, the source, what, where it was made, medications were made in a laboratory. And there's nothing good comes out of a laboratory with a whole bunch of wonderful scientists, researchers putting together, testing chemicals, mixing chemicals, and then release it to the public for us to take. Now, again, the way I use medications, completely different. My belief system is that we need medications to stabilize your symptoms, your body, but temporary, we should never be on medication long-term. Of anything, the body will fight you. And if we put in tons of chemicals, we are increasing the toxic load in our bodies. As we know, with every single medication, there are side effects. It's listed on the intranet. And the FDA is making sure that we all know what we put into our body 
body. So we are taking these pills at our own expense. The other thing I don't like about medication is the way medications are being prescribed is the belief that you got to be on the medication for the rest of your life. If you have diabetes, there's no other solutions. The medication is it. And you try this medication that doesn't work or you increase the dose. So there's never a real solution provided by taking the medication. And for me, that's a problem. I don't want to be on a pill forever. When I stop taking the pill, all my symptoms come back. If medication is a treatment and it's supposed to treat my problem, so I should be taking it for however, like a day, two days, three days, a month, a week, and then have my problems treated. But unfortunately, that is not the case with medications. And another issue I have with medication is that there are so many for one condition. I have diabetes, but there are 300 pills you can take. There are so many insulin injections you can take. And pharmaceutical companies are releasing new medications every single day. To me, again, that's a problem. Can I just take one pill and just get rid of my diabetes? Why do I have to take metformin? That didn't work because I have stomach issues. Or then I have to take glyburide. Then I'm taking Genovia. That didn't work. Like so many things, Lentis or Humulins, so many medications out there for one condition. And that goes the same thing with high blood pressure. I start with Lasix. Didn't work. Hydrochlorothiazide didn't work. Lisinopril. So there's so many different classifications. But then again, you might say, well, Dr. Genty, and if you're a practitioner listening to this podcast, well, yes, we take medications because it depends on what, you know, going on to the body. There are different mechanisms taking place. I understand that. But can we just do one pill? Am I asking for too much for that mechanism? It just, to me, doesn't sit well. And that was the reason why I felt like a hypocrite every single time that I prescribe a medication in a conventional world, because that's all I was doing it was prescribing. I was never given the opportunity or creating the opportunity to really know the root cause of the problem. That's why I was able to see 20 people in one day because all I'm doing is prescription. Or I'll just write it and the nurse will call it in. But at the end of the day, I'm always thinking about the individuals taking the medication. Are they really getting the results? Are they really getting the outcome? Are they really healing? I always ponder on that. Like, how are they feeling? And many times I will give a medication for urinary tract infection and the patient will come back with a yeast infection. Or I'll give a medication for acid reflux. Then the patient will start having fatigue, osteoporosis, or stomach issues. Because again, the acid reflux medication is reducing the production of stomach acid that is needed to break down the food. So there's malabsorptions or anemia huge with acid reflux. So I always wonder like, why am I doing this? Is there a better way of giving the medication to stabilize and then find the root cause, which is functional medicine? So that's my issue with conventional medicine or prescription medication is that it is a drugs. I feel like many of us are addicted and that's why every single aches and pains we have, we run to take the drugs. We'll go to your local pharmacy, CVS or Walgreens, and then we'll get a medication, which is not good. Believe it or not, that's an addiction. And then we're afraid of letting go of the medication because we're afraid of getting the pain back when you do stop the medication. The fear is there. The fear is powerful. But yet, it's not really helping. It's not really fixing the problem. It gives you some instant gratification, relief. But at the end of the day, the problem is still there. And that's what I want you to think about. Like, how can we fix the problem without numbing the symptoms? So let's talk about the discovery of medication. Back in the days, in the 1950s, 1940s, 1960s, medicine or medications were administered in the form of herbal concussion. And as science got advanced and evolved, chemists were able to extract the active ingredients from a natural source to make more potent medicine. 
For example, aspirin that we all love, right? The doctor says take a baby aspirin, it's good for your heart. Because aspirin used to be healthy, was discovered from the willow tree, which is the bark of which was used to make traditional herbal medicine. Now, when you go purchase your aspirin now, you look at the aspirin, look at the side effects that the aspirin can cause, and also the active ingredients. So we search in aspirin, I'm like, okay, great. It doesn't say we look through a book here. It says active ingredients, rocks, cornstarch, hypomylose, powdered cellulose, and then, which is, I don't understand what that is. So there's no herbal concussion when you look at the ingredients of aspirin over the counter but yet back in the days aspirin used to be good we used to take an aspirin for anything for your headaches you take an aspirin to deep even blood clots we take an aspirin but it's not the case now because as we get very busy with diseases coming out chemists researchers have to make man-made products now and that's why we used to have fewer side effects back in the days now we have a lot more side effects and that's why people don't want to take medications they don't want to experience the side effects so that's what medications used to be back in the days used to be natural herbal concussion not anymore we have a higher demand not enough supplies and it takes time to extract natural stuff from a tree from a product and chemists and researchers do not have time because they have to produce and that's why there's different formulations different type of medicine medications for one symptoms so let's talk about why people don't want to take medications because so often patients will come to me and say, I, the doctor prescribed it, I don't want to take it. And I ask why. It's like, I just don't want to take a pill. I want to fix the problem. Because they are not into alignment with the medications, or that little intuition tells them not to take the medications, or they've taken medications in the past and have not seen a solution, or they just go to the doctor to get prescribed yet another pill, another pill, another pill. And it's frustrating when you're trying to seek help. You're trying to fix your problem, but yet you're getting a pill after a pill. That is very frustrating. But people don't want to take medications because they don't understand the directions. How many times your doctor prescribes medications to you and you're still confused? Like, oh, how do I take this? I hear this so often. They don't understand the directions. People need to understand the medication's purpose, the safety, and effectiveness, as well as potential risk for mixing medications with food and supplements. We don't understand why we're taking these medications. We don't understand what's in the medications. We go to the pharmacies. The doctor called it in. The nurse called it in. But yet we just taking it, but we don't know why. Why am I taking this medication? Another reason why people don't take meds, because they forget. They're on so many medications. Some people take three, four, five medications, and they forget. Life happens. It's not a priority. Also, the unpleasant side effects is huge right? We want to take the medications. We don't want the side effects associated with it. What is the purpose of taking a pill to be having stomach issues? So for instance, the baby aspirin now that are being produced or manufactured in the laboratory, the side effects of the baby aspirin is ringing in your ears, confusion, hallucination, rapid breathing. I'm reading this from the FDA website. Seizures, severe nausea, vomiting, stomach issues, coughing up blood, that's the side effects of medications. Vomiting that looks like coffee, fever sometimes might last up to three days. So if you never had rapid breathing or you never had ringing in your ears or you never had stomach issues and you start taking the baby aspirin and you take one dose, three dose, and sometimes it takes time for the side effects to express themselves, for them to take place. Many people don't think it's not the medication that's causing the litters symptoms it must be something else but yet the thing that you studied is the medication and 
According to the FDA, the most common side effects of baby aspirin or aspirin is upset stomach and heartburn. Wow. Heartburn, acid reflux, drowsiness, and mild headaches. But the most common ones are upset stomach, heartburn, drowsiness, and mild headaches. Can you relate to that? And I go to doctor's office for one particular health issues and they give me one medication. That one medication doesn't work. I go back and say, doctor, that doesn't work. They give me another medication. You ended up having more than you wanted, more than you desire. Of course, the more medications you take, the more side effects you experience. That's just the way it is. So unpleasant side effects, medication doesn't seem to be working. Medications don't work. They numb your symptoms. They give you some relief, but you need to work on identifying the problem. Another reason why people don't take medications because of the cost, right? Because now insurance is getting very smart. Our healthcare cost is going up. Insurance denies medications all the time. It's out of pocket. I had a patient who went to a pharmacy to pick up medications. And unfortunately, the insurance didn't cover. And she didn't have the money. So she didn't purchase the medication. And what happened to that patient? Still struggling with the symptoms, have more symptoms, but yet no results, no relief. Patient cannot afford to fill the prescriptions or they decide to take less than the prescribed dose. Sometimes they just don't fill up the prescription at all. So going back to the side effects, when you have side effects, as I um, went over with the aspirin, then you experience more health complications because you have more side effects. Your body is recognizing these chemicals you put into your body as a toxin. Then you have massive inflammation and you wonder why you're having stomach upset after you take the baby aspirin because your body doesn't want what the aspirin to be in your body for a long time. You have to decrease the use. Again, medications are used as an emergency. I use medications as an emergency. If you have poison IV or you have anaphylactic shock or you have an allergic reactions, I'm not gonna wait for the herbs to work. I am gonna give you Valtrex. I will give you a medication. As I mentioned, I prescribed medication earlier today because I wanted the patient to really get some relief from all the coughing, the wheezing. I didn't want her lungs to collapse. I didn't want her lungs to be under so much stress and natural medicine takes time to work. So I'm always prescribing medication when I see fit as an emergency. So according to the FDA, right, the FDA recommends that every single manufacturer or laboratories to list all the side effects on the website. The FDA wants you to know exactly what adverse side effects you can experience from the medication. All known adverse reactions should be listed on the website of the manufacturer or even on the packaging too. Because at the end of the day, everything you do, you do it at your own risk. It is your decision. Nobody really came to your house, forces you to take any pill. So therefore, if you're taking the medication for a long time, you're not seeing the results, you're experiencing the side effects, think about you being in charge you be in control and how you can fix that problem. So in order for medication to be approved by the FDA, the drug manufacturer has to list all its known adverse reactions. It has to be public knowledge. Remember that, because again, it's at your own risk. Now, what could cause adverse reactions? So first let's discuss what is an adverse reaction. An adverse reaction, according to the online dictionary, is an unexpected medical problem that happens during treatment with a drug or therapy. An adverse reaction is an unexpected medical problem 
that happens during treatment with a drug or other therapy. When I take a medication, I don't want any unexpected medical problem to happen. I already have medical problem I'm trying to treat, I'm trying to tackle. Why would I add more than what I have, right? Does it make sense to me why I will ask for more unexpected problem when I already have the ones that I'm trying to get rid of. So all medications have side effects, every single one of them. The baby aspirin I went over has side effects. Now let's talk about the most common over-the-counter medication that all of us have used to, we've taken them at one point in our lives, which is Tylenol. Tylenol is notorious for side effects, but these side effects are silent. And for me, I found that the side effects kind of creep in later on. You don't see, you don't get, you don't feel the side effects right away. So Tylenol, acetaminophen, we use that for pain. We use that for to reduce fever. It is a very popular over-the-counter medication. But let's look at the ingredients. What's in the Tylenol? If you purchase the Tylenol, you look at the box, what's in it? So the first one is powdered cellulose. Where do we get powdered cellulose? I don't know. Starch, sodium, starch, magnesium, stearinate, purified water. There's FDNC number 40, which is a coloring, red number 40. So that's why I give Tylenol this pigmentation of redness, like it's red. Aluminum lake polyethylglycol, which is dangerous. Titanium dioxide, FDNC yellow number six, aluminum lake, polysorbate 80, sucralose, oh my, iron oxide, and wax. Now, tell me in any of these ingredients that I listed, can you identify any of them? You might say, well, it has magnesium still in it, but that's a preservative. There's no herbal in Tylenol. There's no herbs. There's no nature in Tylenol. But yet, many of us take that medication for everything. We have a pain with take Tylenol. You know, fever with take Tylenol. And some people I know just they live on Tylenol because it's safer than ibuprofen. Again, the side effects of Tylenol. The side effects, stomach issues, can affect your kidneys, can affect your liver. There's so many things affect. So we have to make sure we understand like why we're taking it and should we take it? Is there a better options of taking Tylenol? If you have stomach issues, you have stomach pain, do you take the Tylenol or do you take something else? Right? Because blister is a side effects, rashes, stomach issues are side effects of Tylenol. So always go back. Did I have this pain before I take the pill or is this pain happening after I take the pill? Every single medications have side effects. So that's my thing with medication is that, yes, I don't mind prescribing it. I don't mind taking it. But many of us are not addicted to it. And not only addicted to the medication, we overuse the medications, which backfires on us and makes us sick even more. There shouldn't be a trillion medications for one condition. And all these side effects that are listed on the website are not good for our bodies. Who wants to have kidney failure after taking a medication? Immunosuppressant medication, like medications for your autoimmune disease. Who wants to have liver issues after taking the medication. And one thing we forget to understand too is that yes, you take the medication, your body recognizes it, your body gives you a break, but your liver is the one that has to metabolize it. And over time, people go into liver failure or sluggish liver or cancer because the processes that are taking place is not, is, is overwhelming for the liver because everything goes to the liver. All these chemicals we are feeding our bodies by taking an over-the-counter goes into the liver. Over-the-counter is, is as dangerous as prescription medication. You remember one time you have to get a prescription to get Nexium for your acid reflux? And now Nexium, the purple pill, is so, or Potanix or Prilosex, they are so available now you can just walk in and get them. But when you look at the box, 
you'll see that according to the FDA, you shouldn't be taking any acid reducing medications for more than two weeks because these, they can make your bone weaker. You can get bone loss. But the doctor didn't tell you that. I never told my patient that. I never had any side effects with my patients. I would give them the pill and then off I go to the next patient. And it's for them to find out what the side effects are. And when they come, when they call me, or you call your doctor and say, doctor, well, I started taking the pill, my stomach is hurting. Or they say, oh, no, we'll continue taking the pill. Or they switch you to another pill, but yet, same problem. So medications are used for emergency. They are good. They have their own purpose, like with everything in life. But I feel like many prescribers are over-prescribing and many of us are over-using the medications and many of us are, are literally addicted to medications because we go to take a pill for everything. We don't want to deal with the pain. We don't want to figure it out. We don't want to investigate. We just go and just pop a pill, which is the wrong thing to do on every single level. Take the medication when you're having a severe reaction or severe illness and then once you are stabilized and your symptoms has decreased, stop the medications, figure it out, find out why, don't depend on medications. And I feel a lot of time people have like shackles around the feet about medications and they can't break free from the medications because the medication dictate what they do. Some people have to take a pill to function every day, which is not normal. That's not life. I know we're created to take a pill to function every day. We're created to evolve, to thrive, to have the health that we want. If you have any chronic health conditions and you feel like, well, you don't understand my situation. I have lupus and I have autoimmune. I have Hashimoto thyroiditis. I'm tired all the time and I have cancer. I understand. Trust me, I do. But I also know that the medications you are taking can only go so far. And with continuous taking that medication, you're only going to get more symptoms. It's going to interfere, create more inflammation, and you're not going to get the results and the health that you so desire. I'm not saying that anybody should stop the medications, please. I'm not saying you should. All I'm saying is work with your doctor, find the common ground, evaluate or assess and investigate to see if there's another way you can get similar results by not taking the medication. And you can do that by working with your doctor shouldn't be something you should be doing alone. Do not stop your medication cold turkey. The takeaway message on this podcast is that there's a solution for every problem. There are many options out there and medications are not the only option and shouldn't be the only one. You should always look in for the less toxic, less side effect because it's out there. Back in the day, we didn't have medications like we do now. So what would people do? When somebody had a headache, what did they do? They stopped, they looked, they said, okay, did I drink enough water? Did I eat food? Do I have food sensitivities? Am I under stress? Did I sleep? What's causing the headache? Do I have toxins? That's what they did. When people have diabetes, okay, how's my diet? Do I have insulin resistance? Do I have a gut infection? Like what's going on? And then you take that information, you fix it so you can stop taking the medications. Hopefully, I hope that brings some clarity on what I see and how I view medications and how I use medications for my patients. Because at the end of the day, we should never depend on anything. We should only depend on us. The knowledge that we have, the education that we have, the power that we have, that's the only thing we should depend on. So not a pill. Because the minute you depend on a pill, you depend on anything else, then you become very, not addictive, but dependent on that pill. And then you lose your power that way. It's like you're asking the pill for permission to live. Like medication, you can have permission to go to work today, you can have permission to walk today. You don't want to get permission from anything that's external to your body. You have everything that you need to heal within. 
And you need to dig into that, use that information, wake up every single morning, try your very best, and just take it one day at a time. That's my recommendations for you. So if you have any questions at all, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm here for you. We're here to serve you. Any questions, you see all our contact information in the show notes below. And let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Do you take medications? Are you happy with your medications? Are you getting the results that you desire from your medications? Are you experiencing any side effects from your medications? These are the questions you should ask yourself. Is your gut telling you to continue taking medications? Did you start with one medication, end up with two, three, four, five? Or do you understand why you're taking the medications? Do you know? what the ingredients are in the medications. If you have answers to all these questions, you're on the right path. Take that information and then make the best decision for you. Fantastic. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. Do me a favor. If you found this episode valuable, informative, and resonated with you, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. If you have any questions and need further assistance, you will see all of our contact information in the show notes below. Send us any questions you have and then we'll be more than happy to help you. Until then, stay tuned and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.